Do you wish you were more motivated? Do you wish you had the work ethic of, say, an Olympic athlete? What I mean by this is it's fair to assume that Olympic athletes don't wait to feel like working out or training, but that they've learned how to make themselves work out or train even when they don't want to or feel like it. In fact, I recently heard a story about Lance Armstrong and how he learned how to teach himself to fall in love with practice. And that's what we have to do if we want to become psychologically motivated. We have to learn how to fall in love with practicing. Going back to the Lance Armstrong example, I don't remember the exact time, so I'm going to make it up. But nonetheless, the moral is there. This was in Texas. He went to a park. It was before he was popular. It was before he became that professional athlete, I believe. And he went to a park and he decided to ride the trail. And he rode the trail in four hours, 11 minutes, and 10 seconds. He decided to come back the next day and he did it in four hours, 10 minutes, and seven seconds. But on the third day, he came back and he did it in four hours, 11 minutes, and 18 seconds. So it was his worst score, if you will, so far. And when he finished this four hour bike ride and saw that his score was worse off, you know what he did? He got back on his bike and he did the trail again and he made sure to beat his time. My point is, is he fell in love with learning how to practice. He fell in love with learning how to discipline himself. And these are things that are very difficult to do. Welcome back to The Liz Show. My name's Elizabeth Lewis, but by all means, call me Liz. Today, we're gonna talk about how to create psychological momentum. I get asked by my clients quite a bit about how do I become more motivated? And it seems like many people have an issue with motivation or aren't really sure on how to get motivated. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. Now we're gonna do so in a short, simple way. Today's a short episode. So we're really not gonna get into the nitty gritty of it all, but we're going to keep it very simple. We're gonna remain at that eagle eye view. So please bring your unique self to the table because that's what's gonna make this stick for you. Psychological momentum in a way builds on the theory by Isaac Newton, known as physical momentum. I mean, you can try as hard as you want to push a 40,000 pound boulder up a hill, but it's not gonna budge, right? However, once that 40,000 pound boulder gets momentum behind it, it's gonna be really hard to stop that thing. In fact, you better move out of the way so you don't get crushed, right? And isn't that the power of momentum? Once that object gains momentum, it can become a force to be reckoned with. Now, big picture, what we're talking about here is the compound effect in motivation or in momentum. It's learning how to do things consistently. It's learning how to make yourself do things even when you don't want to. It's like that old saying, don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. It's learning how to seize the moment, do it even when you don't feel like it, which is why it's dangerous to trust our feelings and somatic sensations sometimes, especially because they can be wrong. Now, from a neuroscience perspective, our goal is to try to get our brain's neurons to fire in a synchronized way that actually optimize our performance, making it easier for one to reach that flow state. And the flow state or getting in the zone is really just psychological momentum. So if you've ever sat down at your desk and all of a sudden the entire day flew by or like hours just disappeared and you're like, what, it's only felt like three minutes, then that is you in the flow state. And of course this could have happened in a hobby or anything like that. I just get flow state a lot when I work at my desk. So I use that example. And I personally love the flow state. I love being in it. I really encourage it, can't encourage it enough. In fact, Promix has this great powder, this great uh, supplement, I guess, called flow. And it really does work. I'll put the link in the 
podcast notes so that you can get it. It's delicious. I like the lemon flavor, but I love lemon. So anyways, that's a tangent. I do drink the Flow State thing from Promix, which is a really healthy nutritional company almost every day. Um, it's nothing bad. There's a lot of great things that is actually made for the brain, like a lot of great nutrients for the brain. Anywho, enough tangent. We're going to get back to it. So what is the number one thing that I can tell you to help you create psychological momentum or motivation? And it's this, it's get activated. Because something that is still doesn't just get momentum. I mean, have you ever seen a ball that was not moving, that was on a flat surface, just move? Just randomly move on its own? No, the ball needed a force, an energy force to come behind it, like wind or, or a child or something to move the ball. So if you want to get motivated, understand you first have to get activated. Now I have a rule that I tell all my clients to leverage. Because again, a lot of my clients are saying, hey, how do I get motivated? And this is what I tell them. Let's say you need to work on that project you're dreading. Let's say you need to do your taxes. Let's say you need to do your hobby. Let's say you need to do something you don't wanna do. This is what you do to get activated. You sit down or you get to that space where you need to perform the task. You set your alarm clock or a timer for 20 minutes. I encourage you to put this timer or alarm clock not too far away, but not too close. Because if you do get in flow state, I don't want anything to interrupt you and you'll see why in a second but at the same time if you don't fall into flow state then I want you to be able to get up and move and take a break here's the thing you're going to set your alarm clock or that timer for 20 minutes the fact of the matter is 20 minutes isn't really that long of a time unless you're doing an intense ab workout that's just my opinion maybe you disagree so my point in saying this is 20 minutes is a very realistic time and you're going to sit down at that task or wherever you need to be and you are going to commit to 20 minutes to trying to find a way to get activated to try to find a way to get motivation now that means if you have to sit and stare at your computer for 20 minutes then do so that's totally fine but this is where you can also start to make smaller steps for instance i used to have a lot of like I don't know, anxiety when I had to get my taxes together because it was such an overwhelming task. And so I would do this. I would set the framework. I would set 20 minutes. I would commit to this 20 minutes and I would sit at my computer and be like, okay, step one, get all credit card statements. Step two, do this. And I do the same when I needed to write a school paper, sit down at computer, open Microsoft Word, open the books, and let's just start to write. And if I got activation or if I got that motivation created within that 20 minutes, I kept going. Now there are days where I'll go to the gym, I'm a big gym workout person, and I sometimes overwork out, I'll admit it, and I'll go to the gym and I'll wanna work out, my body might not wanna work out, and I'll try to commit for 20 minutes to work out. Let it be on the treadmill, let it be doing weights, and if I cannot get that motivation, I'll either take a break or I'll leave. And it's the same with whatever task you're doing. So if you sit down to do your taxes, you give yourself 20 minutes and you don't get any motivation within that 20 minutes, take a 10 minute break and try again. Now, sometimes we just have to say, all right, it's not going to happen today. And that's why it's going to be so important to have a certain level of flexibility. Now, if you don't know your flexibility or if you don't know your personality traits that are hindering you, I encourage you to go and take the performance development assessment. You can get to that by going to elizabethlouis.com backslash performance dev ass. It's not going to get old saying that link, but just go with it. And so that's the key. In order to get motivated, you have to get activated. And to get activated, you have to commit to creating energy behind it. So 20 minutes, not long. 
Commit to it. If you can't get activated, take a break, try again, and just keep at it. Typically though, you'll get motivated. More times than not, I'll get motivated. Now, in order to create psychological momentum, you're also gonna need to be aware of a few things. Number one, I need you to grow your awareness to what is hindering your ability to either get committed or to get activated because you have to understand that the enemy of psychological momentum is obstacles. Anything that's going to create friction, anything that's gonna cause you to slow down, anything that's gonna be an irritant to you, you either need to mentally prepare for or get ahead of because obstacles slow us down. It's the same for businesses, right? If you have a customer trying to buy from you and you have too many obstacles in the way, they're not gonna buy from you. So I want you to figure out of all the obstacles that are hindering you. Think about it this way. If we're driving on the highway, you don't wanna be slowed down by traffic. Like that's annoying to most people. And we wanna make sure that we are cognitively leaving the city traffic, if you will, and going to the highway. And so we wanna find a way to create this space of where we can just go. When we get the zoomies, we can just go. When we get that hyper-focus going, we can just go and nothing's going to stop us. And in fact, there was a recent study found that when NCAA basketball teams took a timeout, it was actually a very intentional break sometimes. And they would do this to break the other team's psychological momentum. And what they found is that when this would happen, the performance of the other team would actually decrease by 56%. So what friction or obstacles do you need to remove either mentally or physically for you to get in that flow state? Because you can take that supplement, the ProMix supplement called flow, but understand that it's not a guarantee. There's a lot of things that you're responsible for too, because we have to find a way to replace the obstacles that we are going to come in contact with. It's just a matter of time with empowerment. And that leads me to the second thing, because one way that we can replace those obstacles with empowerment is being really clear in our vision. Why are you doing what you're doing? What is the cost of not doing it? And when you're clear with your vision, with what you're trying to create, you naturally become clear with your why. And your why can help you move forward when you don't want to. It can help you learn how to like the things you may not originally like, but through time commitment, you learn to like it. Through practicing, you learn to like it. Through leveraging your why, you learn to force yourself to do it. And the third thing is clarity. Are you clear with your end goal? This is harder for builders and visionaries. And what I mean by builders are like managers or people who would rather implement systems than create it. So people who aren't very creative. If you're a visionary, you're really creative and we need to sometimes be mindful of when our visions are getting a little too distracting. But nonetheless, you want to make sure you really are clear with the end goal. You want to make sure what are you doing? Why are you doing it? What are all the steps that it requires? I mean, going back to my tax example, I remember the first time I had to gather all the crap to send to my accountant because I don't do my taxes. That just seems too dangerous for me, quite frankly. I was super overwhelmed by everything. So I made a list. I got really clear on all of the steps I had to take in order to be successful. Now I'm a linear thinker, so I like a path. I like to understand exactly where I'm going I like to create flow. I don't like obstacles. I like simplicity. And so I like to do some sort of planning, but I don't get so involved in planning that I don't actually move because action is really important. Planning is a waste of time if you don't ever actually take action. And just to give you an example about the power of clarity, I used to work for this company who worked with blue collar companies and owners and entrepreneurs. And the one thing that frustrated me about this company is they didn't care to help the person get really clear on their end goal. If you're creating a business and you aren't clear on what your end goal looks like, 
well, it's going to be really hard to create that business because you need to know where things are going to go. You need to know how all the pipelines or what you're doing braids into the core story, to the core purpose of the company. And this company would just encourage them to literally like just throw spaghetti on the wall and move forward, which there's a time and place for that. But nonetheless, you need to be really clear with what your end goal is. What is it that you're really trying to sell? Gucci doesn't sell high fashion. They sell dreams. And you have to be really clear on what is it that you are trying to sell? What is your purpose? What is the goal? What are you actually after? How are you gonna know there is a bullseye on the table? And it's taking time to get really clear on what it is that you're going after. Creating a business takes time sometimes. Creating whatever you're trying to, to create sometimes isn't as simple as we want it to be. Sometimes it can take years. I mean, it took James Dyson 5,000 plus prototypes before he nailed the bagless vacuum. And this is sometimes the resiliency and dedication and ambition and endurance you're gonna need. And again, that performance development assessment will tell you what you score in those things. So the fourth thing you need to do is experiment. Now, if you have a perfectionistic or a type A mindset, this is gonna be difficult for you. And I say it's gonna be difficult for you because type A and perfectionist people don't like to fail. They want perfection literally every single time. But I'm going to invite you to experiment. I'm gonna invite you to put on that experimental hat where you try to prove the hypothesis and you work to recalibrate, redesign the hypothesis until you have one that you can prove. It's a period of time of exploring. And if you have a perfectionistic hat on or the type A hat on, or you have to be 100% right, then it's gonna be difficult for you to experiment and stay sane and optimistic. And the fifth thing you have to do is leverage discipline. There are going to be times where you don't feel like doing something. But again, learning how to control yourself is self-control. So what are the rules of engagement you want to abide by? What are the values you want to leverage? It's really important to use your values to make decisions and not your feelings because your feelings are gonna take you away from the person you wanna be and your values are gonna take you towards the person you wanna be. And realistically, people don't just stumble upon becoming a great person. It takes a lot of intentionality, a lot of effort, a lot of repetition and tremendous focus and resiliency because there's gonna be days where you're going to feel like you're a piece of crap and you suck and you're worthless. It's not true, but you're going to have those days and you're going to have to push forward. So the moral of the story is if you want to create psychological momentum, you have to start practicing getting activated. And activation requires you to have that discipline and that commitment to just do it, to sit yourself down and do it. Nike really nailed it on the slogan. I encourage you to be mindful and start to grow your awareness of when your somatic sensations or feelings or thoughts might be an obstacle so that you can start to get ahead of them. I have this free quiz called What Thinking Trap is Limiting Your Performance that can help you identify the thinking traps that might be obstacles for you in creating psychological momentum. I hope you found some gems on how to get activated, on how to create momentum for you. Bring your unique personality to the table. And if you liked this episode, please share this episode to at least one person. Write a review. Make sure you subscribe. And most importantly, know that I believe in you. I'm rooting for you. You can make the impossible possible. You just have to believe you can do it. That is really a large part of it. And then it's putting action where action needs to be. But I will leave you with this. I hope you create a great day and I hope you practice becoming psychologically motivated. You got this.